Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Joe McGuire along with Eric Farron, Victoria Lang, and Duncan McPherson. What? what? <laughs> no, you didn't throw me off at all. We, we, we discussed that before the show. I just thought I'd have a minute. Eric Farron, we appreciate you sitting in this week. Oh, you're uh, very welcome. I, I have a, a specific reason why I wanted you on the show, not just because oh, I want I know. you on all the time anyway, but I know you have a specific issue. And, and it was funny earlier in the week when I put the topic into our chat room, Eric immediately asked if I was baiting him. And I said, yes, <laughs> of course I'm baiting you. Can't get any more baity than that. No, so, not for me. Yeah. Uh, so I look forward to getting into that. There's so much going on. Uh, we'll certainly try to cover as much as we can. It's been uh, quite a crazy week. Uh, we will start off with uh, kind of where we're at with the coronavirus. Things are definitely not going well. We're at 125,000 deaths. Apparently only two states at this point, including Connecticut, where we are, uh, is doing anything to sort of contain the virus. This past Friday, there were 45,000 new cases of coronavirus across the country. I don't think I could stress this anymore when I say this is serious. Just take this serious. I mean, it's been four months. Play along for like three more. Let's just see where we're at. And see what happens. Here's how serious it is. In fact, uh, a spokesman for President Donald Trump's campaign uh, confirmed that Mike Pence has canceled his Faith in America tour out of an abundance of caution. That's a quote. Uh, with cases climbing in both Arizona and in Florida. Those two states saw a record number of cases uh, over the past couple of days. And this country uh, as a whole, where we felt maybe, uh, you know, March and April was kind of really the uh, climax of it. We've seen now record-setting days twice in just the past week. Not good. Uh, about a half million deaths now around the world, 125,000, as I mentioned here, in the United States. Uh, and about two and a half million cases here in the U.S., 9.8 million worldwide. I'm sure you guys all had a chance to watch that town hall meeting in Florida where people are still insisting that this is a big hoax and that the government is really just out to try to, I don't know, take away your individual liberties, I suppose, uh, is what it is. Well, that's what's up happening. It, well, it, it, it certainly <laughs> is. Look, here. Here's what we know about coronavirus, okay? Um, and, and we've talked about this on the show before, and I think it's important for people to consider this, that, again, that the idea of being quarantined wasn't like we're going to save everybody. It's, it's still, it's, it was never it. It's not it now. It was about maintaining and allowing the hospitals not to be maxed out when they hit the, the, the peak of this thing. And we did a really nice job during flu season with it. We were sort of on track, but you have to wear a stupid mask. It sucks. I don't like it. I, I I understand all those people that are like, I can't breathe in it. I hate wearing it so much. And as soon as I get back into my car, oh, I just kind of get it off my face. But I don't I don't want to spread the coronavirus right now. And so I'm I'm taking precautions. I wash my hands, you know, often. Uh, I shower in and out whenever I leave and come back into my house. I think that sort of stuff is important. I have children. So you know, whether the numbers are inflated, whether they're just writing everything in as a COVID death, maybe that's maybe that's true. Maybe that'll all bear out in the end. I don't know. But 
I, I, you know, I think when you see Mike Pence canceling events out of an abundance of caution, I think people should start taking this a little more serious. And I've said this from the beginning, guys, and I'll say it to you both again. I don't understand why Trump and Pence continue to sort of downplay the threat. Well, I'm really happy that he actually decided to cancel something like this because that is just so unlike them, especially Trump having his rally in Tulsa and saying that masks are optional indoors, which is pretty much unheard of. And like... Honestly, having restaurants open and stuff, there's so many people that are coming forward and saying, you know, they're really not doing anything much different other than the waiters are wearing their masks and stuff. And side note, how come everybody's okay with people who have to work wearing their masks for like 10 times, like 10 hours, eight hours straight, but you can't even wear it in the grocery store. I've never had a problem breathing in my mask in a grocery store. I might be the only one, but what are you doing? Sprinting around or profusely sweating? I don't understand why it's so hard to breathe for you guys. Or if your face is just, if it's so tight that you got it smushed up, I just have no, I don't know why people have such a problem with it. I saw that a lot of the argument was they're trying to take away God's given respiratory system, and that just makes absolutely no sense to me. And that's <laughs> no, just another example quick. of when you bring religion into it. If you just sound, you just sound then like an sort of silly. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what my problem is. For 44 years, I've never worn anything over my face, and now suddenly I have to a lot more often than I need to. And and I've, I again, I mean, I'm still going to wear it, but. I understand where people feel like it's a little bit burdensome because it does suck. It just it, it doesn't feel good. I mean, it's not great. It right. doesn't make me happy that I get no. to wear a mask and look outside and everybody's wearing a mask. But if it's 70% less of a risk that I'm going to spread it to everybody else or somebody's going to catch it, then why am I not going to wear it? That's That's dumb. I'm not a fan of it, but you've got to do what you got to do at this point. Um, as things are going in Massachusetts right now, you pretty much can't go anywhere without one. So if that's the least bit of my problems, if I can still go out and do the things I need to do and accomplish the things we need to accomplish, like like you, Joe, I've got kids, I've got a wife, we've got a house to run here. We have to go out and do the things we need to do. And we can, where I live, it's I can go to New Hampshire where it's a little more open and get things done, but it's also a pain in the butt to do that. So we went out Friday, we, we all had our masks, all four of us, and we went grocery shopping, we went to Target. We just did the mask thing. If that's the least I have to do right now to have some sort of semblance of what we were able to do as a family before, I'll do it. I'm planning on, uh, I've been saying this for a while and I keep forgetting to do it, but I've been planning on just wearing my full Darth Vader helmet every time. You I should. <laughs> As you should. Mask on over the <laughs> outside, <laughs> maybe under it. I don't know, but um, I understand, you know, all the, the trepidation and everything you're talking about, Victoria, with, um, you know, people at restaurants, whether they're wearing masks or not, serving people and things like that, or, you know, how people working places are wearing masks for eight to 10 hour shifts, but in all those cases, uh, you know, you have the individual choice to not go to the restaurant. The person has the individual choice to not choose to work for a company whose policies dictate that they wear masks uh, for like the entire shifts. Um, you know, it's all it's all up to individual choice, in my opinion. Uh, so I don't see the, how it, why anything would need to be mandated. Now, Duncan, you know, listen, you're 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 obviously correct uh, on a lot of the points that you're making. Um, 
you obviously have to follow the rules. If you want to go into a restaurant, you have to observe the social distancing. You have to wear a mask or you don't get to go into the restaurant. So it's as yep. simple as that. Restaurants are definitely going to be adhering to the rules because they don't want to be shut down. And they also don't want to see a spike in their area and then be shut down anyway. So, you know, like Eric said, I think it just behooves everybody at this point to just rock a mask, keep your hands clean for the next couple of months, and then you can go back to being a dirt dog when we're done. Yeah, I feel like that's the way you're going to get to do the things you want to do. Just put your mask on. And then you, most places at this point, if you put your mask on, you can go out and still do the simple things that you want to do. It's not going to feel you... normal to me when I go out a little bit other than the mask. I don't know how you guys yeah. feel or how much more I you're getting out. It's starting to, well, I, you know, I, at first, it's losing its luster. Is the Jews could just wear their little, you know, patch <laughs> and they could go out and do what they normally did too. Baby steps. It's a horrible oh, thought, Duncan. Thanks that for that. Was, yeah, that was not, I just, no comment. <laughs> That's All probably right. the most like, Duncan you... answer we could have gotten today. <laughs> um, did you guys see the video of the police officers in the restaurant, like, not wearing their mask? This is it. It says, it literally says no mask, no entry. I don't know if you can see that, but they're just, like, in the restaurant, standing over the food, like, not wearing their mask. And I just, I don't even know. That's yeah, just, that's like, very cool. mis-messaging to me. That's so not okay. No, that's right to decide um, what the policy is for entering their store, like no shirt, no shoes type thing. Um, as you know, I argue that they have the ultimate right to decide uh, who they choose or choose not to do business with as, uh, you know, the natural constitutional rights of being a private property owner and uh, an owner of an operation and the natural tendency for the only type of um, acceptable transaction to be a two-way consensual transaction you know like both people on need to consent to uh, to any type of deal or transaction between two individuals so um yeah restaurants should definitely be able or stores should be able to say no mask no entry and uh definitely not cool for people to be uh breaking those rules if that's especially law enforcement because who are you yeah. going to call when the police are breaking your rules that's just so disrespectful who are you going to call when the police are being disbanded well they should also There's be setting several an example people that's the difference because it's not yeah. disbanded it's sure. defunded so everybody we can have different ended. branches to handle different things that's the you know that's what we want to do. He knows in, that. I know he town, knows that. He knows but he just keeps going. No, in my town, expanded their police. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. In my town, the police have said they're not going to be the mask police. They're not going to get on people. But if that's going to be the case here, like they should then also wear them so they don't have to be. You know, if you're if they're out in visual. So that yeah, they sh those guys should have definitely been wearing them. Well, if that's the law to wear a mask everywhere you go and they're just like not gonna enforce that then why do we even have it in the first place like that's just so ridiculous to me and once again that's just another mixed messaging if the cops are like oh well we're not gonna enforce that that's ridiculous to me then why are all these politicians and all these people <laughs> saying that we need to wear a mask and well, pence is canceling his rally but the cops are like nah whatever it's fine <laughs> i do agree with one thing victoria why even bother in the first place i mean as marbury versus madison said any law repugnant to the constitution is inherently null and void so why bother even passing these unconstitutional mandates in the first place well, and so far it's 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 been um it's been a bit of a mixed bag, but it's mostly favored uh you know uh, citizens' rights in in reopening, and I assume that will continue to be the way it's probably going to go going forward. 
I just find it funny that, you know, Victoria brings up the, the story about the cops, and it's not to pick on you, Victoria, but you say it almost like you expected those two to be like, well, cops can do whatever they want. They're cops. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. But <laughs> no, seriously, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of the times I think liberals are just going to make that assumption that everybody on the right just is like, oh, well, they're the cops. You know, typical bootlicker answer. Um, no way. You know, they could do whatever no. they want. Who, who's going to yeah. tell them? But no, I mean, both of these guys were like, that's not right. I mean, well, he did say, we who are you going to call? At like, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, well, that, that. When they're defunded or when they're, <laughs> that they're was, expanded. <laughs> that was just him jabbing you after. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was a play on the who you're going to call when you, yeah. I think you said it. But, uh, yeah. You kind of walked into that one, Victoria. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if, if, if we're being fair. <laughs> Um, all right, so we are going to talk about something, and I and I'm sure Duncan's going to have a lot to say about this. Uh, President Donald Trump, a story <laughs> came out in the New York Times, um, and they're making some some pretty serious allegations. And thus far, all we have seen from the president uh, and and uh, everybody at the White House, including uh, his national intelligence director, have all said uh, that the president was not briefed on this Russian bounty. Uh, against U.S. troops that were stationed in Afghanistan. You know what that makes um, me think of? What's that? It makes me think of um, when during that meeting, was it January 4th, 2017, before the transition when Comey mentioned to Obama the idea of not sharing all information regarding Russia with the incoming administration? I wonder if there are factions still active that are actively withholding information from the uh, you know, the commander in chief. Certainly could be. Um, I find it interesting, though, uh, his tweet was nobody's been tougher on Russia, which I mean, come on. The, the, that's just that's just not a factual statement. Um, and, and I think anybody with a, any sort of intelligence can tell you he's got a real soft spot for Russia. And again, Duncan, we know it's that nothing was discovered, no evidence of collusion. But for him to suggest he's been tough on Russia is kind of amusing. No, I, I kind of agree with him because um, I was expecting a lot more, um, a lot more of an a, a, an amicable friendship with Russia going into his administration, and instead, because of all the allegations, he started, you know, putting in sanctions and doing all these different various things. I can't remember all the details now; uh, it's just a bit fuzzy after a couple of years. But um, I remember distinctly being like. Oh, great. Like, because as a as a Ron Paul libertarian, what I want is friendship, travel and trade with all countries. And so um, I saw that he was sort of posturing against Russia to make it look like like in, in reaction to the allegations to make it look like he was, um, you know, not like buddy buddy with Putin or whatever. But the side effect of what he was forced to do in doing that was that it it uh, strained relations with us and russia and i do feel like he's been pretty pretty tough on russia but although like i said my my mind is fuzzy on the details at the moment <laughs> now again just just to be fair here and again i just want to put this out there richard grinnell who served briefly as trump's acting director of national intelligence wrote on twitter he was not aware of that intelligence finding either so yeah. this is a guy who you would expect would know and it seems lately that everyone's been throwing trump under the bus i like to think if this guy had seen it he probably would have immediate i mean no i'm being serious when i say that it seems like you know some of these guys are, are pretty willing to call the president out 
Um, this is Grinnell somebody has that's been staunchly mm -hmm. on Trump's side, though. He's the one that released the 57 transcripts uh, that showed, uh, you know, what Comey had testified and all of those guys, Brennan Clapper, uh, Susan Rice, et cetera. So, I mean, if, if somebody was going to throw Trump under the bus, it probably wouldn't be Richard Grinnell. So, yeah. to put, like, maybe, like I'm, I believe him. I, I believe that this was probably withheld from, uh, and that there are probably a lot of other things that are being withheld, but it is Richard Grinnell, so it's possible that he saw it and he's covering. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I appreciate that, Duncan. Yeah, I'm surprised with oh. that response. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I See, be honest. Intellectually let's be honest fair. The there we go. No, Listen. I, I, I got to tell you guys something. Look, I know Duncan can be extreme at times, but if there's one thing I like about Duncan, and one of the reasons why I, I it was important to me that Duncan be on the show is he is consistent. He is very consistent in his viewpoints, and when the situation is reversed, he always says hypothetically that he would feel the same way, and then when it happens, he does. So I do have to give him credit for that. That is a fairly consistent statement. I appreciate him suggesting that, you know, Grinnell's not necessarily the guy we should trust here. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth, who herself is a combat veteran, is calling for a Senate hearing. She slammed Trump for supporting Russia's bid to rejoin the G7. Uh, Representative Michael McCall from Texas, he's a uh, Republican member of the House Foreign Committee, said that uh, if this report is true, it would only deepen my grave concerns about the Putin regime's malicious behavior globally. Um, if true, and again, I don't know that this is true. I mean, this is certainly a big allegation, and I, I'm curious. Um, this is one of those things from the times where, you know, it could very well bear out to be what we're going to eventually call fake news, Duncan. And again, I, I don't think the New York Times needs to be wrong any more than, you know, this, the, again, this is already starting to look to me like I know a lot of people sort of jumped on this story like, oh, you know, Joe Biden was all over the president about this. And, and I, I don't know, something about Donald Trump tells me that 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 wouldn't fly uh, if Donald Trump knew about that. I, I, yeah, I as much as no, I, I agree with that. like the guy, yeah. I don't think he would I don't think he would go for that. No way. No, I don't think he'd want that covered up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be something that he, if he like knew about. No problem. I feel like I feel like if he knew about that, he would want people to know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. So he could project that Just he's my doing thought. something to stop it and yeah, look like a big look boss. like a hero. Uh, thanks, Robert. Appreciate it, brother. Um, <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Usually anything he can kind of do to turn another country against us, like he's for. <laughs> uh, well, something like this, too, it would be rah, rah for his base to say, you know, hey, you know, we got to go do something about this. So let's go do it or at least take action. Yeah. It, oh, I remember what I was saying. It's one thing for him to let the leftist cities burn because he's showing what what Democrats will do with cities. And he's just kind of sitting back to let it fester so that the public, uh, as we've seen, in his other historic times, like the 92 riots and things like that, they result in Republican leadership. Um, when we when we see this, like this unrest in society, people tend to vote for law and order as a repercussion. It makes sense for him to let these like Seattle and um, other places have their chazes and their their riots and 
and things instead of smashing down with the iron fist and looking like a dictator uh it's been i think it's been a political move on his part to uh, just let it kind of roll and let people naturally flow towards law and order uh in their you know their desire yeah. to be protected sort of sort of i think especially when he like kind of retracted like the policing and stuff for these protests that definitely was something that i feel like probably went in his favor and i don't i don't even know but the things like some of the nasty stuff that he's called some of these protesters i just like don't i don't i don't think i could agree with that well were we talking about protesters or rioters? Because I, I, I don't agree with You're right. Like, there's a difference. But I don't think that anybody, especially in the Black Lives Matter movement, is okay with the rioting and the looting and the everything. Because it's not the people that's coming from the movement. I even shared a post on Facebook the other day. It was somebody in blackface looting. And it was like, that's ridiculous to me that people are blaming. Yeah, like that people are blaming like the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's somebody in blackface. Like, you know, it's just so like, we are not who's looting and rioting. Like, I promise you that. And it just seems like, especially people on the right, that's what they think. They think that it's us or that's the message that they're trying to portray to stop protests. But not every protest has rioting. And no rioting pretty much has actual black lives matter movement well you know for the past few years as it was detailed in that article i sent you joe uh blm has been collaborating with antifa and sort of keeping their hands clean and letting antifa do the dirty work um in sort of a symbiotic relationship but um the president of greater new york black lives matter uh recently said that if this country doesn't give us what we want then we will burn down this system and replace it um yeah newsome so i mean you're saying that black lives matter is not behind the violence and the riots but there's one of their leaders saying we'll burn it down literally i don't think she said literally she said burn down the system it's not like she i mean said, i burn down the city and it's like burn down the system <laughs> like she did. the listen, system listen. within no, no 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 listen she said if this country doesn't give it give us what we want then we will burn down this system and replace it i think it's hawk isn't, isn't he the guy uh, not a girl but he said yeah, I and replace it with that's. But I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. So he explicitly ruled out that he's not, not speaking literally here. I think he was trying hard to make it sound like he might have been threatening when he probably wasn't. And if he was yeah. going to, he probably already would have done it. It's a threat. Everything's being burned at the moment. You can't say. <laughs> you know what? But that's down. the thing. Things are being burned. Not be taken seriously as if you're commenting about that. He's endorsing burning things down. If you're going to bl- burn down police stations and stuff like that, like, I don't think that anybody's in favor of looting Target and stuff like that. But if you're going to burn down police stations and town buildings and stuff like that to get your message across, I kind of. if. If you genuinely feel that pain and that's you, not saying that I'm going to go out there and do it because I am a white person and I don't, I I don't feel oppression. It, it, 
<laughs> okay. It has something to do with all it. People, white, black, brown, whatever should be concerned about oppression, right? Just because you're white doesn't mean you should, you should be. But that's the thing. I don't feel that same pain. So nobody can tell me that it's okay for me to go and burn down the town hall or something. But me as a white person, I can't tell somebody who's black that that's not their pain and that that's not going to help and that, that they're not going to burn down the system or they're not going to break down the system and rebuild it. And we shouldn't defund the police or whatever. Like, it is not my place because I don't feel the same oppression as I'm them to tell them what they should do at all. And I'm it's not yours either. I apparently disagree that it's okay not to tell anybody not to violently burn down and destroy buildings. I'm going to walk back my initial, uh, <laughs> my initial position when the riots were starting when I said that, um, you know, if you had just stuck to... I guess I'll, that'll be true. If they just stuck to the police department at the time, the crowd would have backed them. But with all the statues being taken down now and everything, now... There's a reason for that, though. Is, no, but listen to my point. My, my position here is that whether you're burning down a police station, whether you're in, um, rioting and ripping down statues, it's a subversion of, of the system. There's a, there are proper steps in place to go and, and have those statues taken down. It's mob rule uh, instead of following the, the, the system that's in place. You go to the town council or whatever, you, you try to win people to your side and you have a vote to, uh, to endorse any type of um, circumvention or subversion of the system in places is uh, an erosion or a dismantling of, the, of law and order itself and can't be tolerated to any degree, I believe. You can fight the system without burning down City Hall or the police station. Just to do it the right but way. That's the thing, though. Nobody's listening, and that's the point. That's the purpose of burning oh, down the city hall. I don't think that's true at all. Oh, I, I don't think, think that's true. Yeah, I but think that's the thing. You're listening now Hold that it on. already happened. Slow down. You're listening Slow down. Now. Slow down. Listen. When look, I was one of those people when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, uh, and I was looking around like they are kind of shooting a lot of these black dudes out here. I see it. Um, and I was like, hey, why don't you give these guys to floor and hear them out? Everybody was like, ah, First Amendment, they can't do that. Yeah, and you know what? But here we are, and the country is on fire, Victoria. I do think they have people's attention. I think there's a lot of mixed messaging. And I think it's unfortunate to hear anybody in BLM leadership talking about, you know, about making threats. That's not that's not going to do it. That's not there, are a lot of, there are a lot of protests that going on where things didn't get caught on fire or set on fire, and that's because people are listening. They're coming together to, to figure out how to fight this, to figure out how to change it. That's the good thing about all of this. Everything that's happening peacefully, maybe we're waking up. The, the issue now has to transfer to who are we going to put in place and be responsible to put the changes in place that we want. So that's the next step. That's not gonna change if you burn down City Hall. The same people can have an office at their home. Yeah, my, the problem I see with it is that people s seem to have skipped going to town hall meetings and to their city councils and trying to influence the system in a legitimate method, and they've just gone straight to, to rioting, basically. So I'm okay with peaceful protests, but I think people should legitimately get involved with their local systems. And um, I mean, I've heard stories around here from one person showing up to a town hall meeting and completely changing the course of the way that things were going to go. So people have much more power then they really understand that they have. And you can wield that power uh, by participating in the system because most of the people who are involved on a local basis, they're just, you know, doing their thing. They're not, they're not, you know, they're, they're open to when somebody shows up, 
they're going to assume that there's a thousand other people that agree with them and the people who show up get right. taken seriously basically i just point. don't i just really can't i cannot back that up because if one person can change everything whatever that it's just it's not people of color that people are listening to i guarantee you that in that same town hall meeting if a white guy stood up and said a point and then a black guy stood up or he said it the black guy said it first nobody would listen and then the right, white guy stands up and everybody like listens to it no but that's just what society has proven to us over and over again and that's why we have come to the looting and the rioting or whatever how it started in the first place like the first couple weeks of it like i just i don't understand because there were protests like individual isolated protests for these incidents there was protests for sandra bland there was protests for trayvon martin etc the list goes on and on but right now this whole movement has been sparked obviously by like the george floyd thing and i really do think that that kind of came from you can't tell us to shelter in place and then something like this outrageous happens and expect kind of not like, I feel like that definitely contributed to how, like, people's frustration and stuff. So I just, I just don't think that they've been listening because this the looting and everything has not been happening up until now with those isolated protests. But nobody so, were listening. Nobody was listening. Wait, wait, can you both be right? Can it be that people are pissed off because they haven't been listened to for long enough? And now that people are listening, they're not even sure what to do because they're not used to being heard. And and so it's just yeah. easier to keep on looting and burning. But again, and I think Eric made a really great. But where is that point. happening still? Listen, this is this is what I'm finding more and more is I hear people on both sides of the aisle that are like, yeah, racism's a problem and it needs to be solved in this country and we need to do something about it. And that's the first time really uh, probably since the civil rights movement where we had that kind of conversation in this country. And we know from that generation that obviously things didn't didn't quite shake out to equal as they were supposed to. We just saw in the last in the last two weeks where where now gay people. Uh, congratulations, gay people! You can't be fired for being gay. That was a um, bad ruling. It, it was a great the, ruling. No, it, I mean, was it was an original ruling. It was actually no, the, the, uh, listen, listen, the based on Anton Scalia. So no, I know I know the concept is good where we're protecting these people, but they the the Supreme Court went outside of their their uh, jurisdiction and acted legislatively going back and changing the definition of words that were already existing in lots outside of their purview and that's what m multiple other supreme court justices who voted against it um said so it's like it's like uh, like i agree with the message but you have to go about it by a legitimate process you can't circumvent the process it's like the, how they wanted to um to change the impeachment hearing to bring in witnesses and and investigate when it by the, when it got to the senate it's you can't change the process and we're at a point in society are, where we need a new process this is why we need to dismantle the system because why and, do we need a new pro oh, why do we need a whole process right, to decide right. that equal rights right. are equal rights i don't understand but then, i don't seriously why is that a concept that people are struggling to grasp are, this is why we need right. to break down the system we because we should this rights. should not be a question but, you obviously but, do not have equal rights if you can get fired for being gay well no point blank period let me, <laughs> let, me, let me speak up here that would be an example of equal rights because as i've said before private employers have the option to do business with whoever they want so they should be able to fire for any reason whether it's due to race sex creed gender you know, whatever, anything, private companies have the inherent right to decide who works for them. So this this goes beyond a um, 
the the scope of equal rights if if people want equal rights then the employers have to have equal rights as well and their rights are being violated by being forced to associate and do business with people that they may not want to all right we we went hard left no offense victoria on uh, (laughs) we were talking about russia but listen we do need to talk about this system and Duncan, you're going to take a victory lap here, I'm sure. Um, Federal Appeals Court uh, dismissed Michael Flynn's case, uh, and and you know, Duncan, I think you and I had actually argued about this pretty intensely a few weeks ago. Uh, really, I and, thought you uh, just ended up agreeing with me. I, did, <laughs> I, like, well, I didn't think it was an argument after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's how it shook out: a two-one ruling this past week, an appeals court panel ordered U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan, who had been presiding over the prosecution of General Flynn. To dismiss the case, the opinion, which was authored by D.C. Circuit Court Judge Naomi Ryo, called Sullivan's actions, which include appointing a third party to challenge the government's bid to drop its prosecution of, of Flynn, quote, unprecedented intrusions on individual liberty, end quote, and on the Justice Department's prosecutorial powers. Um, Flynn pled guilty. Then he said he wasn't guilty. Um was charged with making false statements anyway. Uh, this whole third party thing was definitely unprecedented. And um, right, that's what you had said. You went back and researched what I what I said that the, this judge is just acting outside of the purview of what the judicial branch is legally capable of. And you you're know, true. Like, yeah, and listen, you know, from the get go, uh, Judge Sullivan basically told Michael Flynn what a scumbag he was and in a, 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 how he traded. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't think. I don't think you're supposed to say that till the end, sir. I'm pretty uh, extrajudicial commentary, is what right? I mean, if we're being fair, and look, I think General Flynn's a bad dude. You know, Obama told uh, Trump not to hire Michael Flynn in the first place. Of course, uh, he did because he's Obama. <laughs> Trump Anybody thought that was a joke. Was. Trump thought yeah. he was joking, is what he said. Honest well, to goodness. When- during the Obama administration, I used to say, if they say jump, crouch, you know, so whatever he does, just do the exact opposite. So if he said not to hire Flynn, he's the perfect man to hire because there's got to be a reason why Obama didn't want him there. He knows things or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's This was an inevitable uh, result. The, the judge was outside of his jurisdiction. And uh, we even got that memo that came out the other day that recently released Peter Strzok memo where uh, he had written down details of a conversation in a meeting where Joe Biden, who claims that he knew nothing about the investigation, but that he did know that it was happening. He specifically suggested targeting Flynn using Logan, the Logan Act. So he obviously knew way more than he's claiming to. Uh, Obama, uh, Comey was quoted in this meeting saying that Flynn's phone calls with Kislyak were le- legit, look legit. So... That seems to suggest to me that there's truth to the idea that they entrapped him and set him up uh, here because right off the bat, apparently, according to the head of the director of the FBI, there is nothing wrong with the phone calls. So what is what reason would there be to lie? Well, sure, that was the whole thing. That was part of the entrapment process was they sort of, you know, once they got him to say he didn't have those phone calls, he was lying to the FBI. It's a felony. Now you're screwed. And now when you start right. backtracking and they want what they want, they're going to make you say whatever they need. I mean, we've all watched FBI movies. We all know how the FBI <laughs> operates. Here's the thing. They could still bring a case against Michael Flynn over the perjury. It's something the full court is going to look at. But I would much prefer they look into that Turkish dissident that he was planning on kidnapping. 
uh, in out of Pennsylvania. Because to <laughs> me, that's about that. that sounds crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Duncan, like, t- I, I don't even understand. Like, this was part of the problem with Michael Flynn and being vetted and, and, and why they had some suspicions about this guy. Uh, the president in Turkey, uh, who's a lunatic, wanted some guy who he felt was responsible for that coup a few years back, uh, identified that guy and basically paid Michael Flynn and I believe his son and another guy to go swipe that guy in the middle of the night out in Pennsylvania. How they're not in prison for that is beyond me. But let the guy off now, and and maybe we can investigate that whole process because that is some that's some stuff. Yeah, my man's international, Duncan. He's he's getting it done. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's amazing, dude. When sometimes you read some of these stories, I mean, there's like some real kind of like twenty four stuff going on out there yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. like that is real like if interstell was based on real stuff like these tom clancy books and stuff like this is real real type of stuff you know there's crazy stuff going on behind the scenes it's insane to think that so, but yeah i mean that kind of stuff does it certainly goes on every single day yeah now uh we're not going to talk about the bubble wallace thing um and and i'm and i'm glad that sort of shook out the way that it did um, where uh, apparently somebody just put a noose in a garage as a pull string, like as a joke. Well, there's uh, multiple of them. That you can look at the bays and right lined up. At least two of them have what look to be identical, uh, you know, noose-like pull loop designs with multiple yeah. wrappings. Again, I think it's just a tasteless joke that, you know, somebody just tied it into a noose. Uh, and as it turned out, Bubba Wallace got assigned a garage that had the noose. Um, to be clear, it wasn't it wasn't Bubba who reported it. It was his crew uh, yeah, who it had seems thought to be not to be like a hoax, but to be a misunderstanding. This, yeah. I would say so. Right. This is a huge misunderstanding. This was just it seemed like a series of unfortunate events. Um, and look, I I think I think some good came yeah. out of this for NASCAR. <laughs> I think some good came out of this for NASCAR. You saw, you know, initially when they thought it was a hate crime, all the drivers came out to support the only black driver on 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 the circuit. Who didn't mm-hmm. Who didn't watch those guys yeah, walk great. out with Bubba Wallace? And you tell me you didn't get a little tear in your eye. Tell me you didn't think that was a beautiful <laughs> moment for the sport, especially no, I thought it was right cool. off, off off banning the the Confederate flag. I thought it was it's a sad that yeah, it's not... of a lie, you know. Yes, yes. Well, not a lie, a misunderstanding, as we just. Well, uh, I mean, CNN, CNN said that you know somebody after somebody put a noose in in his garage the night before, definitively stating this as if it were a proven fact, uh, which is drives me crazy. You know, like when somebody says the oldest thing ever, it's like no, the oldest known. You want to you got to clarify that that it's not definitive when it's not definitive. Um, it's so, but yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's sad that that it that something good that like that happened, which is a powerful symbolic moment, uh, is based on a lie <laughs> or a misunderstanding. Um, well, I'm glad that it wasn't real. It gives me some kind of faith that not everybody is terrible. And wouldn't you rather have something like this happen? It comes out that, you know, nobody's as evil as we thought, but we still got that moment where we right. saw like the unity without somebody. There was like no victim here. That's what was so good about learning that Russian collusion was fake, too, because it should be good Bruh. news for everybody <laughs> that Trump isn't the guy that the media paints him to be. I could not I agree mean, with that anymore i mean maybe for that but like we'll talk about other things i just 
maybe that incident he wasn't bad. No, I, have just, to, I wouldn't say I wouldn't generalize it like that. I have to, I have, I have to defend the noose in general, though, because um, I mean, I just like nooses. I used to just tie nooses mm. everywhere. Like when I had excess string coming coming off of the head of my lacrosse stick, I would tie little nooses there. You know, I I just like nooses, so I don't think that a noose automatically means that there's a message of hate. Uh, it's just that kind Duncan. of design. You should go but the, tra <laughs> the trek was in Alabama. We know about Alabama, so yeah. Uh, over <laughs> I would say you know, any of these overgeneralizations. Well, sure. Look, I, I think Duncan's going to tell you that you can't guess the intent of the person that put up the original. No, absolutely. And I agree with that. And that's true. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Again, look, I, I think we come out of this feeling good, like it was a good a, a good lesson learned. It was a good moment. We we saw people come together. Unfortunate it was all over a misunderstanding. But, again, I think that's America, and I think that's pretty awesome. Now, um, the president of the Sioux Indian tribe, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say Indian, Native American, uh, Julian, no kidding, his name is Julian Bear Runner. Uh, says President Trump failed to consult tribal leaders about his visit to the Black Hills, which the Sioux consider part of their great Sioux reservation, which is land that was never ceded to the United States. Bear Runner said Trump's visit requested government-to-government -government consultation between the tribes and the federal government. And then Bear Runner also said he thinks Mount Rushmore take it down uh doesn't want to doesn't want it destroyed or blown up he just said you know what this is our land and we've had these four white guys like kind of looking down on us for a long time maybe it's time to maybe we just get you guys yeah. to take that go put that with your confederate statues basically uh was, uh, was his whole thing it's yeah. not clear to me based on that article whether or not the area that visited by Trump actually is within the disputed area. I mean, the article states that the tribe believes it is, but is that actually the case? I would need more information about that, what to know uh, to, to further be able to glean my perspective on this issue. I mean, obviously, if there's an agreement and there's a sovereign nation, then the, the president representing our nation should negotiate and talk with a person representing that said nation before crossing borders unless it's just legal to cross the border in which case uh he can visit pretty much whenever he wants and doesn't have to check right i mean i can i can drive down the street to go to the mohegan reservation in connecticut to go to mohegan sun and i don't need to ask for permission first so why wouldn't the present president be able to do that as well i think it's because it's an official state visit i don't think you're visiting mohegan sun on diplomatic missions <laughs> yeah 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 you don't know that. <laughs> I guess I don't. I guess technically I don't, but I assume that. Um, no, I think right. this. I think this guy's making you know a, a bit of an issue out of something, and you know I, I think it was just a matter of time before we had to talk about Mount Rushmore. I know they're talking yeah. about the Emancipation Proclamation statue, and um, you know many others. Uh, uh, Ulysses S. Grant being targeted, you know, which is Obviously. definitely one I'm not sure I understand because Teddy I, Roosevelt I mean, being removed from the Museum of Natural History. Well, sure, it that Teddy wasn't was, about the Roosevelt though. That was Teddy, about the other slave, the well, slave Roosevelt and the removed. Native American person behind yeah, Roosevelt. That was what that was about. It wasn't about Teddy Roosevelt because Teddy was a super progressive. He was like way. Yeah, he was like he was the Antifa of his day. 
Do you, uh, did you hear the, about the time he got shot in the chest and then went up and gave a speech? Like, all yeah. bloody. And... <laughs> He's an amazing dude. The Bull Moose Party should return to politics in America. I'd love to see it. Bull Moose. I really would. Uh, quick side note, South Dakota's governor, Christy Noam, who is a Republican, tweeted in regards to the uh, Mount Rushmore coming down. She said, not on my watch. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Like, what? Yeah, like, not a is, chance. Yes. She is not looking to <laughs> negotiate. Well, like, um, this is a good thing. It's not your land and it won't be on your watch. Like, I, well. <laughs> we shall see. Um, yeah, I guess well, to see I'm just happens. saying, if it's not, if it is, like, theirs, then they should be able to do whatever they want with it. Like, of course. Like, that's disgusting that they've had that there for so long. You don't want to be the female Republican governor who gets remembered for losing Mount Rushmore. Like, that would be it'd be bad for your legacy, you know? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, well, just a thought. Uh, so finally, before we, before we wrap things up, and, and I don't want to, I don't mean to in any way suggest that we're not going to, like, to tear through this, but, uh, uh, you know, first of all, I know Eric Farron uh, is, a, is a big fan of uh, Adam Carolla. And uh, I must say, Eric, and as I've told you before, uh, anytime you post, you know, I watch it. Um, I will sit through all of it, even when I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but I know you I know you you appreciate the work. And, and, and I figured you really were maybe the best guy to have on here really to talk about it. So for everybody who's maybe not up to speed on the story. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel apologized this week for appearing in blackface. Yeah, Duncan, see, I'm with you here. I I, I, I really don't yeah. agree that this qualifies. Who's next, Robert um, Downey Jr.? Yeah, well, oh, my God. Well, he got nominated for an Oscar for that, so. I will tell oh you. How you times change. Tropic Thunder. You know that movie, Victoria? Um, I'm for the, the what we're talking about, Jimmy Kimmel. Because no, I'm trying not. to look up like, it's, it's, oh yeah, look up Jimmy Kimmel. So I just looked because I hadn't seen it before right now, and I don't know if you saw me go, oh my god, it was because yeah, I saw it. Oprah. <laughs> it was like a regular crazy. recurring segment on the Man Show, his Carl Malone impression. I used yes. to love it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, again, man, I, I, I guess as a white person, I never thought about it in terms of like. Carl Malone, the black guy, because I think of Carl Malone, the jacked basketball player. Um, and I think that's sort of what the bit was. Um, yeah, he was a dumb athlete. That's like the point. He's like, dun, 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 Carl Malone, Carl Malone, you know, but he's so, amazing at basketball. Yeah, they, they were making fun of his character. They're, right. You know, maybe a caricature even... of Carl Malone. Right. If, even if he was like, I'm him and I'm great, like, and I, like, you know what I'm saying? Even if he was saying every fantastic thing he's ever done in his entire life, you don't do blackface. That's just well, that's how not, it is. That's All right. So here's the thing, the right? Is, thing? Yes. You said that's not blackface? No. Yeah, and here's why. No. You are wrong. You, I, you are wrong. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. First of all, a couple things here. Understand that this happened like 20 years ago. Yeah, just about 20 years ago, I think. This is old stuff. Girls now, on trampolines, that was the greatest I think show. everybody who knows Jimmy Kimmel now, especially Adam Carolla, I mean, this is one of the good guys. They've been co Absolutely. And <laughs> the fact that this guy did something that may maybe was culturally inappropriate in today's standards, that nobody thought that was, nobody, I don't remember anybody screaming that was racist back in, during the man show days. No, it's, clear. it's not racist. 
it's racist and it's always been racist. It's not his fault that everybody's just calling it out now and that he wasn't brought to a point like he was now where he had to educate himself on the history of blackface because blackface has been around for a really long time and people have known about it for a really long time so there's really no excuse it was but i'm looking at it no so so look i think the idea behind blackface (laughs) Is literally right the makeup? I mean, it, they used to use, no, use like if you, even if you dress up as a Halloween costume, it's blackface. No, uh, so Victoria, yes, Victoria, hold on. So that's that's true now. That's I, we wouldn't now. say that back then. But like twenty now. years ago, if I put dreadlocks on, I wouldn't have. You know, we didn't. We didn't do that to be racist. And I understand we can all look back on it now. And this is, I think, the problem we're running into where it's like that was racist and it's like well i didn't mean it to be because i'm not well if it wasn't uh, and I in, almost, you know and i wouldn't do it now we all know better that okay yeah i guess that i guess that is wrong we didn't we didn't know it was not wrong, wrong. Then. why is it wrong but that's the thing you might have not known that that was wrong but all of the black people knew that that was wrong well, at the we're, time we're and now other Okay, us as allies, we are coming forward. I'm going to tell you, because it's not okay. It is so culturally insensitive. It's not okay. And I might also be talking about two different things now. Again, you're talking about blackface. And and if you Yes, because blackface is blackface. Listen, look up like 1920s blackface. I've seen it. And I understand that it's not exactly to the same caliber, but it's the same. You can't do that. No, no. I think you got to talk about. I just don't agree. No I matter think you what you're going to say, I think you have to consider intent. I think look at the movie. So there's a whole movie where an actor, not just Tropic Thunder, go back 30 years. There's a movie called Soul Man, where a white actor paints his face brown to get, I think, to get into some some university because he couldn't get into it because he was white. So he figured there was something with the movie where he had to. I don't know, like an I affirmative action. Like, just go back and everything about this movie, everything you just said is so wrong. This so movie wrong. will never ever be on television ever again. It's probably not streaming anywhere. Oh, you have to dig to the depths to find it. But this was a movie. It was a comedy, and it was probably an hour and a half, two hours, and that was the whole premise of it. And that's so, wrong, and it's never yeah. been right, and that's always been racist, and that is horrible. Like, that is Victoria. absolutely horrible. Victoria, what? let me ask you a question. <laughs> they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. If somebody oh. is a huge Walking Dead fan, and they go out and dress up like Michonne on Halloween, it's how is that the... racist if they're emulating something that they respect and and? Because if you do blackface, because you can honor it and emulate it and do it if you don't do blackface. That's not Yeah, you can dress up as him, get your whole, you can can do the whole thing without doing blackface. And somebody commented, Robert, where did you go? I know you're going to agree with me on this. (laughs) If you didn't change your skin tone, you wouldn't be that character. If you're trying to emulate the character to the details, you're going to change your skin tone to match it. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's not done out of hatred for that color and race. It's it done out of It's got a general. People say that face... rap songs is not done out of hatred, but it's still wrong, and it's still the N 
word and it's still culturally insensitive and it's not okay and that's the blackface i think i think the blackface that that you're talking about and you're right about it but the old blackface was done with like charcoal and red lipstick and it was a generalization of the society's mocking of black people this it's is someone playing a character. And this is the thing. I'm not saying that we should cancel Jimmy Kimmel or we should cancel everybody that's done something like this. I'm not saying that. But you at least, I'm expecting an apology. I'm expecting no you to acknowledge what you did Hold on. Hold on. So he did. Like, so he did apologize. apologize. I respect that. I respect yeah, that. But like how I'm saying it's not okay and that it's blackface. And the guys from not... White Chicks just apologized for doing white face. That who cares? Was just on TV today. White Chicks. All right, slow down. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold if up. If it's racist Victoria... one way, it's racist the other way. You can't claim it's racist to paint yourself black and then say it's not racist to paint yourself white, Victoria. That's not logical. That's consensus. so not true because we've never been oppressed in this country ever. Oppression, we are white people. We are the oppressors. Racism. Oppression is uh, not a requirement of racism. Yeah, exactly. Like no. it's like the core. No, of it's not. Racism. racism is an attitude. When you deem somebody <laughs> worthless or judge them based on the color of their skin. Oppression is a systemic concept that is not required as part of the definition of racism. You're talking about something totally different. All right, hold up. So, Adam Carroll, let's get back to the conversation. Uh, Victoria, I, I would just, I would warn, and I, and I say this to my my liberal friends, I think you guys have to, like, start looking at things in, in more gray areas and that everything's not black and white. I, I think doing blackface and doing it as as a as a way to insult or offend black people is disgusting and wrong, and I've always felt that way. Yeah, it's a dick move. Why Absolutely. What the point is, when, it's offensive on. and wrong no matter how you do it, and I people get offended hold by on. it. Was Dang. anybody offended by Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? He was Ask my brother. Here's, hold on. Here's what an idiot I am. Dude. I got about a three quarters way through that movie, and I looked at my brother and I said, "Isn't Robert Downey Jr. in this?" Oh yeah, he I could be wrong. Called me a moron, but yeah, dude, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I totally didn't even think about it. He wasn't. He certainly wasn't mocking black people. No, and that I could be wrong. Be cool. I he got nominated for best actor for that part. Offended by it because you're not black and you've never been oppressed or made fun of with done out of hatred. There's no reason to be offended by something that's not done out of hatred. Like literally it makes no sense to me how you're trying to ration that. If like, somebody, does, crazy if, if somebody dresses up like a black person to do blackface as a mockery in a minstrel thing, I would be offended by that because the <laughs> intent is, is negative. <laughs> I, say, I dressed up like Michael Jordan <laughs> when I was six for Halloween. Blackface. I'm not going to apologize for that. I can honestly say I've heard things and seen things as a white person that I found offensive that were not directed at me at all. Right. That I shouldn't have been offended, offended by for any reason. Like any white, I can't comprehend why things are offensive or wrong for other people. Injustice. No, is injustice, but why is. you can't make the judgment call on Anybody if black can make the is call. offensive. No, you can't. All right, hold up. Can I help you guys out here for a minute? Uh, Adam Everybody Carolla right points out. Adam Carolla pointed out there's a difference between doing an impression of a black celebrity and doing blackface in general. 
Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines blackface as dark makeup worn as by a performer in a minstrel show in a caricature of the appearance of a black person. I don't think what Jimmy Kimmel did is cool, and I don't think Jimmy Kimmel would do it now. And if Jimmy I Kimmel did it, no, absolutely not. Hold on, I don't even like Jimmy Kimmel. I don't. Even, I could like. I don't even. I haven't watched Jimmy Kimmel in like seven years. Yeah, yeah, I don't Joe. even care about him. <laughs> but I will I tell loathe, you what I don't. I like. loathe him, but I'm defending him here. Uh, and I, I appreciate that too, Duncan. I mean, right? Like, if, if, if Jimmy thing. Kimmel did that tomorrow night on his show, he'd be canceled. I would be. I would be like. Get rid of them. Toss them. Okay? You can't punish something that somebody did 20 years ago. And that's that the thing. Was, that's the that point. I'm not, not outside that the pale. Be. Right. I'm that's not saying I'm that saying. he should be punished. I'm not saying that his show it. should be off the air. I'm not but saying people want, that people want his that. show canceled over this. That's no, the, the, I'm just, I'm the just saying has come that for the him. apology is, was deserved. He should have given an apology. If people felt offended by that, if people of good color were hurt and by, offended by that, then you deserve to give an apology. And if what's wrong let, with that? If somebody doesn't hold the door for you because they didn't realize you were there and there was no intent to be disrespectful are you going to be offended by that how can you legitimately be offended by something where that is so not the same somebody no holding intent, the door no for you and doing yeah, blackface yeah what if, if, if there's no negative intent <laughs> then what is offensive about it Oh my God. If, if no harm is intended. It doesn't matter the intent. If I literally sat up here and said the N word and I was like, but there's no negative intent. I, I love black people. It does not make I, it any different. And Robert, I, I still do understand. It and it's still not okay. I understand. I just said it. About all of that. And it, it doesn't exactly. change anything. It's not disrespectful if you're doing something out of emulation. This comment. This is or so important. If, yeah, uh, in uh, comedy, what if you start making things you can't make jokes about certain topics? Everything is fair game in comedy. It right. Well, nothing or everything. I, well, I think most things. I, I mean, again, I think when it comes to comedy, I, I think there is a bit of a, a line to be drawn, and we all know what it is. We've all been to comedy shows. You ever hear a comedian say something awful, and everybody lets him know, like, no, we're not That's going there not tonight. Funny. What about Anthony Jezelnik, who is loved by the oh, left and is Jezelnik the most vile, is disgusting comedian? He's hilarious because it's a joke. It's jokes, and we have to. That's my we, point: is that you can't tell yes. people they can't make jokes. Louis C.K. is a white comedian. He dropped the N-word in his routine all the time. There's a difference all right. between a joke and doing blackface. Like, that's just all I have to say. And if you're saying so, it's not joke. funny and it's oh, not so, It was a joke. It's not different than a joke. It was a joke. No, it was a joke. It was meant to be a joke. Now, listen, uh, I'd like to address what, what Rob just said. You know, look, uh, about how we feel or being offended. You're not suggesting that. I'm saying that I don't remember. And look, we... we, we Oh no, Joe, we're losing. Uh -oh. Yeah, I want to hear this. It's repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if something is we, done with when... negative intent, there's there's every reason to be disrespect, you know, feel disrespected or offended. But if something is done with no hate in their heart, no negativity intended. Sorry, Joe, you got cut out for a second, so I was just yeah, not nah, hopping in there. No, oh, good. You're kind of finished my thoughts. So go. Oh no, you you go ahead. Or I froze again. <laughs> jokes or jokes? <sighs> back. And jokes and spaghetti, spaghetti. So, so uh, to, to nice uh, reference, Duncan. What, 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 what Rob said. Look, uh, 
I'm 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 not suggesting that black people shouldn't be offended by blackface. Obviously, that's not the case. And I think when it comes to Jimmy Kimmel, what I'm saying is is I don't remember anybody seeing that and being like, "Oh my god, that's a horribly racist thing." Right, I don't. I don't remember black people. It's it just wasn't sure. a mass Again. group of people. No, that wouldn't make it past the the censors now, the critics now. That wouldn't get past. It wouldn't now even be on air. Wouldn't. But then you cannot tell me that then people did not watch that and say, "Oh my God, that's racist." Maybe not as many people as they would today, but definitely a couple, and definitely a couple people of color literally that hurt. If it wasn't, you don't out know of because you aren't that Duncan and you aren't black. You're no, white. No, dude. Wait, Maybe you are the people Carl Malone and Oprah. Racism, it's not racist. It's that simple. Sorry, Joe, what? go ahead. What? Look, I, we could debate this all day. I yeah, I, I guess my point is look, it, it, it's it's and I've been saying this for a long while now, uh, and Rob just reminded it of, reminded me of this, and it was a conversation I had with him. I'm not here to tell black people what to be offended by. I'm not here to tell uh, women what to what to think is sexist or not. That's not my place to tell. It's how you interpret it, and I totally understand that. I'm saying, look, I think what we need to do is be weeding out people who were intentionally being a dick. Uh, whether they're being racist or sexist or xenophobic, you got to call out people that are being dicks. I think right. people that are just goofing around, we can deal with them later on. They're not hurting anybody. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel hurt anybody then. I don't think he hurt anybody now. I think we're going nuts with the cancel culture. You know, look, there, there's a, I don't know if anybody knows who Shane Dawson is, but now there's all I sorts do. of videos. My daughter's just all, all stopped following Shane Dawson, who's a YouTube loser, um, and who apparently has made racist comments and he done racist sketches for years. <laughs> for years, and people were embracing that kid. I've always thought he was a loser, and he is. And turns out I was well, right about it, but it doesn't He did matter. a lot worse than Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. He did things with very, it, it, like horrible saying the N-word with a hard R yes. at like people who were like, like black people who were casted as like slaves or servants or something. Yep. I watched he would, that like, video today. And I was horrible as like stunned people. Stunned by it. It's crazy. And then he also has like child pedophilia accusations and a video of him humping a poster of 11 year old Willow Smith and the Smiths are calling him out. It's like a whole crazy thing that he that is deserved. But like, I don't, I'm not saying that Jimmy Kimmel should be canceled, but that's the thing. People wouldn't know or I or like, you know what I mean? Nowadays, when people see that people wouldn't know the intent. But that's why he has to give an apology because it's not OK now and right. now that that's crazy he that's not i don't think that that's okay for him to not do a it show i mean unless it's a personal thing but we'll be no, he just decided to get out of it so he just yeah he's like i'm done i'll go take a break for a couple months and come back you know what'll happen? Nothing. The world will be fine, and nothing will have changed two months later. Yeah, um, I think I'll be all right. Hey, look, as, as, Robert's as the, comment, you know, if it, I, don't, I think it was okay in the '90s, and I think it's okay now. I don't think there's any problem with it now because it's not. No, racist so whatever. Not Let me say this: I grew up, and I and I lived through this time, the '90s and the 2000s. Um, yeah, you know, um, I went to Southern Connecticut State University. I lived on a very diverse floor of, of different guys. And obviously underneath us was a, a diverse floor of women. And people didn't get offended by it. I mean, we talked a lot of smack to each other in a fun, playful way. And 
you know, if 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 they were offended by the things that I said, I never used the N word. I never would and never have. But, um, you know, if we were making fun of each other ethnically or racially or whatever, it was a joke. Nobody took it. Nobody took it as offensive. And now, right now, you you seemingly can't make any sort of. I have some of my best friends are Jewish and I'll I'll say like, what's up, or hey, Jubaka, you know, like they know I'm joking around. It's the way that you joke with your inner circle. You know, is it is it offensive to people on the outside? Sure. You know, are are we do we all try to be a little more careful with the things that we say nowadays? Sure. Should you think twice about whether you're offending somebody? Yeah, you should give it a consideration. Don't say you have to change your whole lifestyle or, or your thoughts or views, but yeah, just think about where you are in the time. Just think about what's going that's on around thing, you. And if you're gonna, if yeah, you're going to decide to be in the public eye and you're going to decide to have people that look up to you and you make content for like a lot of people to see and you're on TV and you know what I mean? Like you're a role model to people and people expect good from you. And you know what? Like that is a, that is a path that you choose. So if you do something ridiculous, like do blackface on national TV and then you get called out for it 20 years later, you know what? Don't be surprised if they want an apology. That is your fault that is a career path that you choose and i don't feel bad for anybody who's made mistakes like that because i also acknowledge that that's like what i like you know that's what i want to do and i was kind of hesitant to do this podcast especially with like the riots and the rallies and stuff like that and i didn't want to slip up and say something that i didn't mean or be taken out of context because i don't want to get no canceled before i'm even started like so i you know what i'm saying yeah look i've been doing this for four years but uh, it's a choice. Me. I know. Look, I, I, well, yeah. Look, I think, I think somebody has to go out there and start these conversations because all I hear is, is people. Co- we need to have conversations, but nobody does them. So we're doing them. That's what we're literally doing here is eye, trying to initiate conversation. Yeah, and if you're going to be in the public eye, creating content, doing whatever, don't kowtow to what other people's demands. Do what you feel is right in your heart, and do, just don't do anything rooted or based in hatred. As long as you're motivated by love and by, you know. But that's the thing, though. It doesn't matter if you're motivated by love. If you're also, if you're only backed by ignorance, then, you know, what I mean, if you. There, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing I can do for I you don't there. Know what you're saying. It doesn't matter if you don't have any hate in your heart. If you're just ignorant and you're not, and you're stupid and you just it's don't get it, you can't grasp social concepts. And the thing we learn from all this, too, is you can't apologize to the mob. So if they're going to come after you, they're going to come after you. Then right. Jimmy Kimmel might come back and do his show in September or whenever he comes back, and something else might come up, and he'll have to take another break because you can't get away from it. They did the, they just did the exact same thing to Jimmy Fallon for playing Chris Rock on an episode of Saturday Night Live where he he painted his face. You, How about this? You can't, you can't apologize for everything at every moment that you're going to say or that you're going to do. And you also can't give in to the mob every time. I mean, what do they say? You don't negotiate with terrorists, right? So now we've got these mobs of people ripping down statues and things. And in certain cases, the city steps in and says, oh, well, you guys don't have to do it. We're going we're gonna to pull it down. They've conceded to terrorist demands at that point. And the, the, the rioters who are doing this now know that violence works. So they're going to start using these same tactics to try to get whatever they want done by circumventing the system and using mob violence to get their way, which is the definition of terrorism, using violence for political means. That is terrorism. Um, we're talking, Joe, about how you you don't want to 
apologize to the mob because they're going to keep coming after you for everything. You don't want to give in to the mob, like cities who have decided mm-hmm. you guys are going to tear these statues down. We'll we'll do it as a city instead, because the mobs learn that violence is a method that they can use as negotiation. That's why you don't negotiate with terrorists. It's why you you refuse to comply to the mob and you force a vote in the city or something because once you give ground and you allow your society to be manipulated by mob rule and you know follow, are dictated by the whims of the mob then you lose the stability and the foundation of law and order and justice and it will continue there's no you can't please them there will be no right thing it's just going to keep coming it demands well, we no, see it. that's just not true. It. equal and civil rights is all we really want so we already have them right but you can that's do that that's literally not true, and, and what, I just cannot sit up here. Already... What's the law that you can cite showing that we don't have equal rights? Victoria? I don't need a law to show me all the people who have died right. at the hands of police. I don't need no law right to show me that. People, that mean? You know, and the fact right. that you literally just said that we need a whole ass system to fucking... I'm sorry that I'm talking like this. To all say right, that guys. a gay person right. can't work at Subway without the fear of getting fired. I just... <laughs> How come, how come when once we get to the how come when we get to the one hour mark on this show, all rules go out the window? <laughs> how does that happen? Feisty. How does that happen? We could certainly pick this conversation up next time. Uh we we're we've certainly gone on for long enough, and I certainly appreciate everybody who has been watching. Divided We Stand News is on Facebook. We invite you to join the conversation. We post all throughout the week. We'd love to hear from you. Uh you can also join us at clovercrestmedia.com backslash divided we stand please subscribe you can leave us a review only if it's a good one though uh also free fair uh, feel free to share this on your own social media yes you can do that or tag someone who you think would either love the show or really hate it um either way we'll take it guys thank you so much uh, for joining us here on this sunday for eric farron victoria lang and my man duncan mcpherson i am joe mcguire thank you for joining Divided We Stand.